Welcome to TrekCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council here in Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode is the start of a three-part summer series catching up with our Dallas Catalyst Project partner organizations and tracking the progress we're making in the Forest District now that construction has begun and in some areas even been completed. We'll be chatting today with Cornerstone Baptist Church Pastor Chris Simmons and Program Director Donald Wesson. Before we check in with Pastor Simmons and Donald, we've got a few quick reminders for you. We are taking July off from events and board meetings. No events or meetings this month, so if you were planning to come to our office for an event or meeting, go get some fresh air, enjoy the sun and the nice summer weather, come back to us fresh in August. On July 1st, we introduced our annual mid-year membership pricing offer. Through October 1st, all new 2019 memberships are half price. So if your company just hired some fresh-faced college grads or if you've got coworkers who are new to the commercial real estate industry here in Dallas, if you're a former member who did not renew your membership with us, or if you are a member and would like to upgrade to a higher membership level, take advantage of this opportunity. For more information or to join Trek today, go to recouncil.com backslash join. As always, subscribe to TrekCast wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and now iHeartRadio. Check us out, subscribe, leave us a rating and a review if you're on Apple. Be sure to also follow Trek on social media. We are at The Real Estate Council on Facebook and at Trek Dallas, T-R-E-C, Dallas, on Twitter and Instagram. You'll also find us on LinkedIn as well. We've also got an Instagram page for the Dallas Catalyst Project. That's at Dallas Catalyst. And we've also got an Instagram account for our J.P. Morgan Chase Pro Neighborhoods Grant Initiative, where we are at Community Driven Growth. We've also got a Facebook page for Trek Community Fund. You'll find that as at Trek Community Fund. Take a look, find it, uh, follow us on social media. With that, I take you now to my conversation with Cornerstone Baptist Church Pastor Chris Simmons and Program Director Donald Wesson right here on TrackCast. So let's start with one of the newest additions to the neighborhood, the WeCycle Resource Center that opened on Al Lipscomb Way earlier this month. The project was completed as part of the Dallas Catalyst Project in conjunction with Bike Friendly South Dallas and Trek's Associate Leadership Council class in a building owned by Cornerstone Baptist Church. Pastor Simmons, how pleased are you with how the project turned out and what has the reception been like in the community thus far? The WeCycle Resource Center has simply been amazing. It has far exceeded our imaginations in terms of um, repurposing a building that was dilapidated, that had sat in vacant, and now being used as a community resource to children and adults in that neighborhood. Um, we have been very pleased with the reception of the community. Uh, yesterday I received some pictures on Facebook of some kids riding a bike for the very first time of children learning how to uh, change a tire, um, change and fix a um, chains on their bikes. And in a community where we do not have very many presence in the lives of children, the Resource Center has been a very welcome added addition of really helping children to be active in riding their bikes and riding their bikes long term. And also, this is a community that has been forgotten about as far as development and reinvestment into the neighborhood. So just the community 
to be able to see new development and new development that is geared towards services and in this case a bike shop for the neighborhood it's just like pastor chris said it's it's, it's otherworldly i'll be honest the idea of a community center that caters to bicycle repairs and bicycle safety education seems a bit unorthodox as far as neighborhood revitalization projects are concerned Donald, what kind of impact can we expect the WeCycle Resource Center to have on the neighborhood? So like you, uh, going into the project and as we were writing the grant forward, I was kind of surprised that we decided on a bike shop. We have the medical clinic, we have a dental clinic, we have outreach programs for kids and um, adults coming out of prison. So just the whole idea of a bike shop took me a while to get around to. But as far as the impact of it, um, well, just like uh, getting here, transportation is a huge issue for our cities and other cities like ours. Uh, but also transporti transportation for low to moderate income households and adults uh, trying to get back into the workforce or trying to find some level of affordable transportation. Uh, we foresee that the bike shop will be a perfect opportunity to meet those needs of both physical exercise and transportation. And also, um, the biggest one, which I said at the opening as well, uh, just creating a sense of community, a place where both kids and adults can meet that they can call their own. And Donald raises a good point of uh, the Bike Resource Center being uh, on our Lipscomb Way, um, less than a mile from City Hall. And so it is really closely connected to the city, but if you don't have transportation, it might as well be across across town. And so having a resource center there where people can hop on a bike, be downtown, uh, connected to jobs, connected to rail and bus transportation is really a game changer for a lot of individuals. Cornerstone Baptist Church has played a sizable role in the revitalization of this neighborhood since long before the idea of the Dallas Catalyst Project ever came about. Pastor Simmons, can you describe for us what the neighborhood was like when your work with the church began and how it has evolved over the years? All right. so when I came to Cornerstone in 1988, the Dallas Morning News had tagged the community a war zone, and that was because of the drive-by shooting, gang activity, uh, prostitution and a lot of ill um, that, that communities that activities that destroy the neighborhood um, because of all of those challenges many people left the community which meant that we had a lot of vacant land uh, a lot of uh, slum lords um, a lot of residents vacated the community which calls for deterioration of a once vibrant uh, neighborhood and so the community uh, over the last 30 years has been in a downward spin, um, a downward, uh, it, it has continued to deteriorate. And so we have been really excited because of our partnership with the Real Estate Council. We, uh, as a church, have been able to uh, purchase some of those properties, but really didn't have a plan for development. We didn't have the expertise, we didn't have the people, we didn't have the resources, but we knew this property was available and it was a great opportunity to acquire the property and just sit on it until you know we could figure out what to do with it and so being connected to the real estate council we're now being able to revitalize some of those properties develop plans for development for the properties um, to see 
uh, a lot of positive changes on the horizon because of the partnership and particularly through the Dallas Catalyst Project. And over the years, Trek and Trek Foundation have been very active with community organizations and investment efforts within the Forest District neighborhood dating back to the 1990s when the St. Phillips neighborhood or the area surrounding St. Phillips School and Community Center, one of our Dallas Catalyst Project um, community organizations, uh, the St. Phillips neighborhood became the first neighborhood that Trek supported um, with its community investment efforts. How did Cornerstone first get involved with Trek? How did this partnership begin? We started with Trek back in 2016 with the uh, application with the Dallas Catalyst Project. Um, the model that the Real Estate Council wanted to do was to really encourage nonprofits in a neighborhood to really collaborate together. And although uh, we had been in a community a long time with St. Phillips, there was not many projects that we had worked on together. Although we would meet and say we needed to do something, we did not know what that something was. And so really what the Catalyst Project did for us was to bring us together, to allow us to sit at the table, to dream and vision, since we're literally uh, right across the street from each other, about what could we do to make our community a place where people would feel good working, uh, living, um, uh, recreating. And so it was through that application process with the Dallas Catalyst Project that we were able to come together with other community partners to begin talking about um, how we can make our communities a better place. And so that was our first introduction to uh, the Real Estate Council through the Dallas Catalyst Project. And it has been an amazing journey in, in such a very short period of time. And yeah, just excited to be a part of the partnership with the Real Estate Council, working more with nonprofits, less with religious institutions like churches like ourselves, but through the Dallas Catalyst Project, we'll gain an opportunity, like Pastor Chris had mentioned, to be able to work with our neighborhood nonprofits and like-minded organizations. Uh, to plan and to master plan for real change and real development that benefits our neighborhood. And, you know, to go along with what Donald has said, I think when you look at uh, communities, particularly inner city communities, whereas uh, individuals have um, exited the neighborhood, whereas businesses have exited the neighborhood, whereas schools have closed down and exited the neighborhood, churches have remained in those communities. And uh, I think churches have the opportunity to be catalysts of change, but they need resources and know-how in order to do that. And so we're so glad that the Real Estate Council was willing to take a chance and partner with us to bring about revitalization in the South Dallas Fair Park community. Another major project that the church has been involved with has been the Cornerstone Baptist Church Community Laundromat at Herve Plaza, which is being completed alongside Trek's Young Guns members. Can you speak to how that project was conceived and what makes it so important for this neighborhood? So years ago, before our partnership with the Real Estate Council, we had a community community forum a town hall meeting at the church asking what are the needs of the neighborhood what would you like to see developed and among that list laundry mat and other services kind of came up to where we did a partnership with the dallas baptist university to do a survey to survey the kids in our community but also the adults so combined to get the household of just the need 
well, the ages of the kill, ages of the children, the need of the community, and if they have access or transportation to in order to get to a laundromat or to the to the point to clean clothes, to where through that information that Dallas Baptist University combined and delivered back to us, we saw a huge need for laundry services or just clean clothes in our neighborhood to where a lot of the kids in our neighborhood weren't attending class or weren't going to school consistently simply because of clean clothes, which in our mission as a church and as a community development corporation, we're trying to provide the tools and resources to alleviate poverty. So having the infrastructure to build a neighborhood around is kind of where we started with the laundromat to where using the laundromat and other social services to create a, a neighborhood that is viable that folks can live in. Yeah, so uh, as Donald said, I uh, right on. It's uh, We did a survey along with Dallas Baptist University and th that was funded by State Fair of Texas. And um, yeah, and it became obvious that we had kids in the community who did not just have access to the basic need of clean clothing. And so we thought that was an area when we purchased the old dilapidated Hervé Plaza. And years ago, it had a laundromat. And so trying to reactivate that space to be a benefit to the neighborhood. Speaking of Hervé Plaza, I'd like to discuss your thoughts on a forthcoming partnership between Cornerstone and 42 Real Estate's Scott Rorman, who is a very well-known Trek member and someone who is a big part of the redevelopment efforts in Deep Ellum. The partnership is called 42 Foods. Scott's company, like I said, is of course 42 Real Estate. Pastor Simmons, Donald, can you please tell me a little more about it? Yeah, so one of the things that we try to do uh, as a church in the neighborhood, and 70% of our congregants come from that immediate community, is we try to be sensitive and have our ear to the grind of what the community is saying that it needs. And so laundry services was one. Another one was a place where they could get good, affordable, um, fresh vegetables and uh, have some of the basic needs for their household uh, food items um, purchased. Um, there are a number of stores around the neighborhood, but most of those are liquor establishments where they don't cater to providing fresh fruits and vegetables and dairy products. It's more about beer and alcohol sales. And so uh, through our partnership with the Real Estate Council, and again, they have been a tremendous resource to help us to uh, get to the resources that are needed in the neighborhood and, and connecting to the community, what we've heard to the resources that are out there, they were able to connect us to Scott and hearing the model of providing some of the basic needs, 42 of the basic needs, milk, bread, cheese, um, protein, vegetables uh, to the community. And we thought that was exactly what that community had been asking for and exactly what they needed. Uh, we're in a live in a neighborhood where you can go to Walmart, which is, you know, two or three bus rides away, a couple of hours journey, purchase milk for a dollar and sixty-two, no more than two dollars a gallon, or you can try to find your way to a convenience store and pay six dollars a gallon. And so for us to be able to provide a a, a compatible uh, product to a Walmart or a Winco. Uh, an affordable price for those in our neighborhood was really critical and important. 
And just as Pastor Chris was mentioning, it came to mind to where there was an article I read years ago about a poverty premium to where just because of lack of infrastructure or lack of access, the folks in our neighborhood tend to pay more for the gallon of milk than their counterpart on the other side of town that has a vehicle access that can make it to Walmart. So again, hearing the the concept from Scott Rohrman and 42 Real Estate, um, we partnered together and wrote a grant for 42 Foods to where that's also the number one, if not number two thing. If it's not, if it's grocery store and jobs or it's jobs and grocery store, those are two needs or social services that always come up in the community meetings. So when we heard Scott Rohrman's idea with combination of the need of the neighborhood, we wanted to put those two things together and open up the space at Hervé Plaza, which we had square footage available for it, and at least earmark and write a grant towards that and see what we can do. Um, and focusing on the 42 items is a brilliant idea in the sense that we can control cost and find the 42 most necessary items down to two proteins, down to vegetables, um, feminine hygiene products, baby items, formula, just to create, again, uh, the infrastructure that we can build a neighborhood around to where we don't have enough rooftops that a Walmart or a Sam's Club or a larger grocery grocery store chain would look for when putting in a new 50,000 square foot um, supermarket, but just kind of delving that down into something bite-sized and something that's small and more local focused to meet the immediate need of those in our neighborhood. Cornerstone is also working on developing six affordable townhomes located near the church for members of the community what are the church's goals for that project and how is it coming together? Yeah, so again, we have appreciated uh, the Real Estate Council walking with us. We had some properties that we had purchased uh, a little over 10 years ago with the intent of putting um, affordable housing in that community. And although we had talked about it for 10 years, we did not have the expertise or resources to move it beyond a vision to reality. And so we've been excited again with the Real Estate Council helping us to uh, move this project forward. We've heard a lot in the news about the need for affordable housing, particularly in Dallas and specifically in our inner city communities that are oftentimes being gentrified. And so it is with our partnership with the Real Estate Council that we've been working with architects to design townhomes that are affordable for the community. Uh, we're even discussing about the community land trust that will keep them affordable over a longer period of time so that it will be an investment in the community that will last uh, a long time. And so over time, we're hoping to put more of these affordable units, these townhomes on the ground so that the community can then be revitalized once again. In building up a housing stock in a community that people can move to, to where, Pastor Chris, you probably know better than I do, but this is a neighborhood that hasn't pulled a building permit in 20, 30 years. So it's rebuilding decent um, living standards and, and the housing stock that we can build a neighborhood around. 
And again, as we've listened to the community, uh, as I said, we have a, a large investment of individuals coming uh, that we work with from the neighborhood. There are individuals who really want to live in that community, but the housing stock is just not there. And the houses that are there are just priced way beyond their ability to afford. And so they're not affordable. And then there are limited options. And so being able to provide options so that people would be good, would feel comfortable moving back into that neighborhood. Some people grew up in that community. They have long history in that neighborhood. And, and they really want to be in the South Dallas community but have not been able to because they can't afford the housing stock that is there or the quality of houses that, uh, that is just not there. We've talked a lot at Trek lately about neighborhood walkability and having businesses and services within walking distance of where people live and work. Um, one of the larger components of the Dallas Catalyst Project involves the creation of a community canopy and park area beneath the part of I-45 that cuts through the Forest District. What impact do you foresee this project having on the neighborhood's walkability and safety? Right. The area under 45, if you drive by today, is, uh, is the place where a lot of homeless people uh, gather. Um, along with that is a lot of drugs, a lot of prostitution. Uh, it is a lot of litter, a lot of just, it is not a safe uh, environment. It is a hazard. It is a community hazard. Um, it, is, it, it is a very blighted area. And so through the Catalyst Project, what we hope to do is to create a space where uh, we could bring the community together. Instead of it being a place where the community shies away for, from, because of safety, we really want it to be an attraction where people feel good coming, walking, um, meeting friends. Uh, we envision, uh, as Dr. Terry Flowers from the St. Philip School and Community would say, a reverse Clyde Warren Park, uh, a nice space under a bridge where food trucks come, where there are concerts for the community, where, uh, again, a community gathering space and a community meeting space. Right, which meets uh, a need, as Pastor Chris was saying, to where there's a lack of neighborhood involvement or neighborhood collaboration or neighborhood meeting spots, to where the most common neighborhood meeting spots are most likely empty lots behind the liquor stores where it's just nefarious activity with nefarious people. And... Um, with the uh, reverse Clyde Warren concept, we hope to create some place that the neighborhood can be proud of, kind of neighborhood uh, stewardship, neighborhood pride, but also a place that is well lit, safe to walk, and creates a walkable, community-focused, uh, engaging corridor that can, again, uh, the infrastructure of building a neighborhood, creating community and a, a safe place to live, work, play. I'd like to end on a question we ask of almost all of our guests. Trek's slogan and guiding principle is to build the city you've imagined. With all of the work that Cornerstone is doing in the neighborhood, what does the end result of that revitalization effort, what does that mean for you? What kind of city do you imagine? I think the, I think that's a good question. I think the end game is to build a city that we all imagine. But in order to build the city we all imagine, 
we have to build that block that we would all imagine. And after we build the block that we all imagine, we build a com the neighborhood we imagine and the community that we imagine. And eventually we get to building that city we all imagine. And for the community of South Dallas Fair Park, I think it's a place where people feel comfortable uh, walking the neighborhood. Um, they feel comfortable raising their families. They feel safe. Um, I think there's equitable development that people feel like that the services that are provided in other parts of Dallas are provided in their neighborhood. It's a place where people feel comfortable coming to visit. Um, Dallas, and particularly South Dallas Fair Park, has a lot of rich history and heritage. And I think a lot of that has uh, been overlooked in, 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 in recent years because of all the crime and the violence. But reactivating some of those opportunities of, of jazz and uh, just the, the rich history of that particular neighborhood. And so when we look at the community uh, that we would imagine, or the I'm sorry, the city that we would imagine, I believe it begins with, for us, creating those blocks, that neighborhood, that community, uh, and eventually we'll get to that city. And just to follow up what Pastor Chris was saying, it's um, creating a neighborhood that fits into the city as a whole, almost uh, using the analogy of the body to where the head has a different purpose than the hand, the hand has a dis different purpose than the foot, but creating a healthy neighborhood that's not just uh, warehousing poor folks, um, and not just one predominant race. It's a neighborhood that's multicultural, multi-generational, and comes from different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds that creates a, a vibrant community that looks out for each other, but also looks out for the city as a whole and plays into the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex um, as its own separate neighborhood that provides for the whole, especially being a neighborhood, uh, being a mile from downtown, uh, close access to, to highways. It just has, well, it has the makings or the, the bones of a healthy downtown suburb of a neighborhood that is just what that it used to be years ago and just trying to get back to get back to a healthier, uh, vibrant neighborhood um, that gives back to the city as a whole. Donald, Pastor Simmons, thank you so much for your time today. To wrap up, how can our members get involved with Cornerstone and the various services that you provide to the neighborhood? Well, we have several things that we are engaged with uh, as a church and a development corporation that is serving uh, the community. We provide meals to the homeless, and so we always need help uh, providing uh, with, with, with volunteers doing that. We provide an after-school program free of charge to kids in the community and so always need members to and volunteers to come alongside of us to help us to read to kids, to mentor children in the neighborhood, to help with neighborhood, with help with homework assignments. We, uh, through the Recycle Bike Shop, we need volunteers that'll come in and help children and individuals from the community learn how to work on their bikes or donate bikes to the bike shop that they're not uh, using uh, anymore. We are engaged in uh, providing a second chance high school so kids in the community can earn their high school diploma and so uh, help around the educational component. The um, Through the Dallas Catalyst Project, 
the educational committee here at Trek has been working with us with the Martin Luther King Learning Center, and there are a lot of initiatives and programs that we're working with that school that was one time viewed as a very, very low-performing school, but then the last year has really turned the school around and believe we can even reach greater opportunities with that school if we had additional hands um, working with us. We provide programs to work with teenage moms who are pregnant and homeless, and uh, classes like life skill classes, uh, cooking classes, budgeting classes, some of the basic things that many of us learn, but in a fragmented family, you oftentimes don't have the opportunity uh, to learn. And so uh, we have a number of initiatives that we are engaged with in order to make that community a better place and would welcome uh, members of Trek who've already been so gracious to provide time, talent, and resources to our initiatives in South Dallas to come alongside and partner with us at Cornerstone. And the, the biggest thing for me is just for individuals that are interested in the service and the work that we do in South Dallas through Cornerstone Baptist Church and through the Development Corporation. It's just coming to visit and coming to serve in whatever capacity, if even just to come to the church service on Sunday or on a Wednesday night. It's important uh, for us to connect the need, uh, connect the face with a need to where it becomes less of those people in that neighborhood and it becomes more of that's Joanne from South Dallas, or that's Marcus from Oak Cliff, more so than it is, right, those people in that neighborhood. To where all that coming together, we just need advocates and advocacy for the work that we're doing in South Dallas. And, uh, right, making it real more so than just development or just buildings and people. And just to kind of uh, piggyback on what uh, Donald has said, uh, this week we had a meeting with the team that was uh, that's working with us on the laundromat project, and to hear the contractors uh, begin to call even some of the homeless people by name. I mean, it says that they're really not just coming to work on a project to get a project done and then go up, go on to the next project. That they're really investing in that community, not only rehabbing a building, but really encouraging people in their daily lives of as you, even as you walk the street and homeless and hopeless to providing even hope and encouragement to those who are going through a difficult time. Thanks so much again to Cornerstone Baptist Church Pastor Chris Simmons and Program Director Donald Wesson for chatting with me about the Dallas Catalyst Project. Stay tuned to TrekCast for interviews with our partners at St. Phillips School and Community Center and City Square a bit later on this summer. Remember that all new Trek memberships are half price through October 1st, and we are taking off July from meetings and events. Subscribe to TrekCast wherever you get your podcasts and find us on social media. Once again, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.